boy is fueled like fire. So start melting, ladies, because the boy is hotter than hot. He's hot. Hello, beloved audience, and welcome back to another episode of From the Shelf. How are Mul you doing today? Multipass. Multipass. Multipass, that's how I'm doing. <laughs> I'm actually doing terrible. I'm suffering from a cold. I'm all congested, so you guys forgive me if I sound like garbage. Gross. Yeah, I don't envy you. It is gross. <laughs> Today, if you haven't listened to our last episode, today we are taking a look at the movie The Fifth Element. Say, so I kind of, I, I skipped the uh, small talk a little bit. A little bit. You did. That's fine. That's I fine. was excited. <laughs> I say, I know you're excited. I know you want to jump right in. I'm just right excited into to hear your thoughts on the film. <laughs> we'll get to that. And I want to um, just, I'm going to just a favor for our audience. I'm going to try and recreate what our old co-host Frankie probably would have thought of this movie. If I, if I may. I this guess. This sucks. I hate it. Ah, curse words. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So jumping into cast talk, we have Mila. I, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Mila. Jovovich, Jovovich as Lilu, um, Bruce Willis as Corbin Dallas, who you didn't tell me was in this movie. No, <laughs> I didn't tell you. I, why would I tell you that? I didn't I, tell you anything about the film. I just said you need to watch it. Yeah. Uh, Chris Tucker, of all people, as Ruby Rod. Um, this film has a very odd cast list. It really does. Um, Chris Tucker... It's just what? a bunch of people you never would have expected to be in a film. Well, maybe Tucker and Willis would have done a film together. Maybe, yeah. Um, Gary Oldman as Zorg. Um, Luke Perry, R.I.P., um, in the very beginning of the film, and then, like I say, a very small role in the film. Did you know he voiced Sub-Zero? No. Yeah, he voiced Sub-Zero in a cartoon show called Defenders of the Realm. Oh, yeah! I did not know that. Um, Ian Holm as the priest. Boo, boo, Baggins. <laughs> is that him? Oh my god, that is him! I that's, didn't know that's that. That's Bilbo Baggins. Oh my god, I did not know that. Shows how much I know. Um, and that's actually pretty funny, because like, I think, like, what year does this come out? 97? So yeah, a couple years later, we'll let it rain, so Ian Holm was just on fire. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Um, and then for our basic cast, Tommy Lister Jr. as the president. I want to live in this future. Uh, <laughs> um, there's a lot. Tommy of... Lister is the president. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was, and you know what's funny? They could easily just had a scene with those with him and Chris Tucker together and do a Friday reference, but they chose not to. They did not. I've never seen that movie. I've never seen Friday. Oh, Friday's great. <laughs> I've heard it's really good. Um. Anyway, so we've got cast talk out of the way. There's a few like other. There's more here and there, but they don't have big roles. So I'm not gonna go into it. <laughs> no. Um. So, let's get right into our plot, shall we? Sure. 
All right. So we start out in Egypt. Um, I'm sorry. I put in the mummy by mistake. Yeah, right. I was <laughs> I was waiting for a Brendan Fraser to jump out. Well, a couple years later. In fact, what year is this? this? Nineteen forty. Okay, so yeah, okay. It's not exactly the time well, period the mummy took place in. It's close though. This it's is very nine, close. It's close. Let's say this is nineteen fourteen, and the mummy is like in the twenties, I believe. Yep. Yeah. So. We get a we get Luke Perry. I don't even know like what he does. I think he's an artist or something. Um, they would say I guess he works with the professor. Yeah, we get we get Luke Perry, the professor, and then there's like these two little kids there, and the professor is reading. I get it's uh oh what's it called hieroglyphics? I think yep. Yeah. In a temple about about how there's this great evil coming in the next 300 years and only one thing can stop it which is the fifth element title drop <laughs> um and then this priest comes over and he's about to poison the professor yeah right um, it's like why like i don't i don't understand why i he has like, to keep the secret but why is it a secret? <laughs> I don't know. And my dog is decides he wants to whine. Mm, I can't. I couldn't hear it. Okay. Um, but he. It's he, just a secret because it has to be a secret. That's stupid. Until they decide it's not going to be a secret say, until, anymore. Until they decide it's not a secret anymore. I don't know. Maybe this priest is just a par- is just a paranoid nut job. I guess. But then these weird like. I don't know. Are Turtle they, things. Yeah, I say I don't know what they are. Are they like aliens or they're, what? They're aliens. But they're like robot aliens. Eh, it could be just suits they're in. I guess. But these aliens come in and did they they kill yeah, they like they, they killed, killed the, the professor. professor. Yeah, they killed the professor, but spared the priest because he they're in like Because he's not, a servant of them. I say he's a servant. And they're basic. They told him like, just pass on your information to the next priest and keep this going until it's time, basically. Like until it's time for the evil. Pretty much, because that's when they'll come back. Yeah. And he's like, "Wait, but we need your help." They're like, "We'll we'll be back." And then they go. So, so what do you think the conversation was with the priest and freaking? Billy after that. So, how about uh, that? That was weird, huh? Yeah, like, how do you go on a regular conversation after that? That was weird, huh? Well, because Billy, Luke Perry, he, like, starts... Or is it him that starts shooting? Yeah, Bill, Luke Perry starts shooting. Yeah, Billy starts shooting at them, and the priest's like, no, no, they're friends. And They just like, killed the old Italian man again. No justice for Italians. I think Kevin's right about that. Yeah, I th- I think so too. Um, but it's like you hear the ramblings of what you now presume to be this crazy old man. Like, what do you do after that? Like, what can you do after that, really? Shots. <laughs> 
God. I don't know. I don't know. But then, okay. So moving on, it's now 2263. So 300 years later. Um, and we're in a like military general meeting, basically. They're talk there's this giant fireball heading towards Earth. It's like a black sun, if you Bas- will. Yeah, kind of. So the general's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow it up. <laughs> and no audience, it. it will not wash away the rain. What? It's a reference to Black Hole Sun, the song. Oh. Oh. Uncultured swine. Mm. But the general is like, I'm going to blow it up and we'll be done with this problem. Well, that doesn't happen because as he keeps shooting at it, it gets the planet or the the fireball gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. So the new priest with all the information <laughs> like about the the fifth element and everything that they would need to know he's like well let me tell you and everybody else is like shut up idiot basically oh so much shut up idiot they do kind of believe it it's like okay sure whatever if they believed it they would have done something then i mean they retrieved the the fifth element whatever's remaining yeah i guess because the Mangalores show up and kill the turtles. They do, yes. By the way, audience, the Mangalores are another alien race. I say they're 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 not the great evil, but they're like some of the antagonists. They're they're just like the third they're antagonist. The, say, of the they're film. like this the secondary antagonist, or no third, I guess. Yeah, because I forgot about Zorg. How could you forget about Zorg? I don't know. We'll get to Zorg. We'll get to Zorg. <laughs> but yeah, the Mangalores are these bad aliens. Um, They're kind of stupid. Kind of? I, I, I don't get how they're that much of a threat. I mean, I guess because of their heavy machinery and weapons and stuff. Probably. They're just they're not organized. No. They're not at all. But anyway, they um the Mangalores kill the good aliens. Yeah, they blow up the turtles. Yes, they blow up the turtles and they go back to their boss, uh Zorg. Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. Exactly. I love saying that. <laughs> Who is played by Gary Oldman doing a very strange um Southern accent. I don't think it's even Southern. I think he's going for like Louisiana. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Gary Oldman actually hates this performance. I think I don't think he likes I well. wonder why. This is a performance of I don't give a shit. Honestly. Honestly. This is a zero Fox given performance. He sounds and like it's great. Uh, it, uh, I love it. Like he's trying to be um, Gambit from X Men. <laughs> Very I, bad. I don't really know any Gambit quotes. So. Well, I say no, but he's he's from. I'm pretty sure he's from Louisiana. Uh, anyway, so 
The government finds a uh, a severed hand from the uh, the what wreckage. Is it? Yeah, say the wreckage. So they use it to recreate the person that was in it, uh, which is one of our main characters, Lilu. So they recreate well, her. Well, it's, she's not exact. It's not exactly a recreate. It's just. What she is, it, she's the fifth element. Right. She's a supreme being, which her, her DNA is pretty much very similar to our DNA, except there's more DNA. stuff to it. But they could easily just make recreate it as a human. Right. Yeah, so she and is boobs. the fifth element. <laughs> With boobs. And boobs! Um, so when... She, I'm gonna ignore that. <laughs> When she is, like, when she wakes up, um, she's in this, like, kind of tube thing. So, of course, she's, she's in an unfamiliar area. She's scared. Um, she's gonna go a little crazy. She doesn't know where she is, so, and she doesn't, sp- like, she speaks a different language. But can we just talk about how they're all just in awe of boobs? Yeah, every, like, male... Um, scientists in general, they're like, she has boobs! I'd like to take a few pictures for the archives. Oh, that was... (laughs) I hated that! That was nasty! All he gets is throughout that film, actually. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. She fucking clocks him in the face! She does. She really does. She clocks him in the face. Um, almost knocks him out, but I guess she doesn't. And then gets out of the tube and runs through the damn wall. I love how it's a solid service and all of a sudden it's just like tinfoil. Yeah. I wish, (laughs) I wish it would have left like a Looney Tune cutout. Like, this movie is pretty much Looney Tunes if you think about it. A little bit. There's definitely Looney Tunes inspiration in this film. But, like, I wish it would have done the, like, imprint, like, Wiley Coyote. That'd be amazing. That would have been so funny. But given this is a French film, it probably would have just been one giant boob. Mm. My god. Um. Oh, we haven't even talked about Corbin. Oh, yeah. Well, he hasn't done much anything. He wakes up and... Talks to his cat. Talk, yeah. Annalise probably loves him because he has a cat. The cat is very cute. I love in the opening, he lives in this tiny apartment. (laughs) This is the future, and the cigarette he gets is mostly filter. (laughs) I love that little detail. Yeah, that's it, because it's like, it's it's the future. And flying cars! Yeah, so, um, but yeah, that's pretty much all. He, 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 I he say wakes he up and gets his cab. Until now. Yeah, this, this is when he's actually going to start doing stuff. So, right. He's, continue. Uh, he's, I say he's former Special Forces. He's been retired for six months. Um, and now he drives a taxi. And he has like all, almost all points on his license. Yeah. He's not yeah. doing a good job. No, really not. Like, are you that bad of a driver? I guess so. Yeah. Um, but when Lilu comes out of the, the building she was in, she is getting cornered by the police. 
And then she jumps off of the ledge of a building and crashes into Dal- Corbin's uh, Corbin's taxi. I remember when she, that scene when she jumped. That was they. That's all over the advertisements. Is it really? Oh yeah, it was. So, so once she jumps onto the taxi, um, he helps her, but then. There's one point where he's just thinking about, it's like, do I just give her over to the police? Like, what should I do? Well, yeah, because he's just like, I got points in my license. I can't be doing this. Right. But then he basically is just screw it and then runs away from the police with her. Yeah. Um, because he thinks she's pretty. That's why. Yeah, right. <laughs> um. So she tells Corbin she was like priest. So he's trying he's trying to find a priest to get her to. Well, one uh, detail you actually didn't even notice what? when he's hiding from the police, they're hiding in old New York. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. That's why it's, everything's like so above and almost floating because it's literally above New York as we know it. Yeah. Again. Very good detail. Yeah, no, that is a good detail, and I, I did not notice that. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> Sorry, this uh, is one of my favorite films, so I'm just no, going to geek you're out. Fine. You're fine. No, it's a good thing. Um, so he brings her to the priest from from the be- not the beginning, but... Um, he brings her to Bilbo Baggins. Yes. That's all I'm going to call him. That's all I can call him. So bring brings Lilu to the to Bilbo, um, and um, shows her the mark. Shows him the mark on her arm, which he's like, "Oh my god, that's the fifth element." Um, faints. Yeah, he, he faints. Um, but and then he um, he kisses her Ooh, when she's yeah. like knocked out. Yeah, it's a little problematic, but I mean, at least he goes like, "Yep, yeah, yeah, no, that was wrong. I'm sorry." Yeah, and she like she, say she like points a gun at it, everything like that. Like she gets at least there's her. ramifications for it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the film actually does say, "Hey, that's not cool." <laughs> not cool. Don't do that. They'll give in the director. We'll get into that. <laughs> um. Anyway, so the priest kind of just kicks Bruce Willis out of his apartment. Yeah, the priest is kind of a dick. Yeah. Yeah, I I really didn't like him throughout most of this. I know. It's like, bro, he brought her to you. Nope, get out, get out. Get out. Out, out, out. Uh, I have important priest things to do. Yeah, right. Um... But so Lila wakes up and she tells the she tells Bilbo that the stones that they need were not on the ship that she was on. Um, but they're actually with an alien opera singer, uh, the diva Plava Laguna, right? Played by the director's then wife. Plava, yeah, Plava Laguna. <laughs> oh. 
And so Zorg is trying to find these stones as well. Um, Because the stones are the other elements that they need in order to defeat this evil. Um, And once Zorg finds out um, that the Mangalores didn't get the stones, he starts killing some of them. Well, he didn't kill them. He's like, all right, take, take the box. I say, he was like, we're gonna, we'll leave you one box, and we're gonna take the rest of it, because you didn't go on your deal. Because Zork hired the Mangalores to get the stones, so they killed the turtles, they got a box with no stones, and their pain was gonna be these super cool guns. Yes. Um, so... Zorg and one of his assistants walk out of the building, and the Mangalores are, like, messing around with these new guns that they have. And there's a big red button on the side. A real killer would have asked what the big red button does. Yep. And this is, so this has been the only clip that I had seen previously to this movie. Um, So they they press the big red button. And, and boom! Boom! Big boom! They're dead. Bada boom! Big bada boom! Bada boom! Big bada boom! Yes, big bada boom. Um, oh, there's a siren driving past, or ambulance driving past my house. Uh, anyway, there's been a lot of sirens today. Yeah, In our area audience. I guess people aren't driving too smart, or a lot of people aren't doing so well. So to those poor souls, we we tip our hats. Stay safe. Um, All right. That concludes the dramatic portion of the show. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but, but Zorg and his assistant are just standing outside of the building that he because blows up. At least because cool guys don't look at explosions. Yeah, no. And he's smoking a set. That is well, the of only- course. That is the only clip that I have seen from this movie is Zorg stand- leaning against the side of the building as part of it blows up. I think we had the VHS for this growing up, and I would just see... And I, I never watched the full thing. I never watched it. I just remember the end, mostly, growing up. That's pretty much all I watched. Ah, uh, gotcha. <laughs> so, now the military knows about the stones and everything that they need. Um, so they set out for a mission and like, we need to get these stones. So they rig a contest um, to what is it? Flossin Paradise. Yeah, Flossin Paradise. So they rig a competition for two tickets and they um, is, the, they, is, it, is the contest to go on this cruise, or is Flostin the paradise? I still never, under, I don't really understand. I think Flostin is the paradise. So it's the cruise ship? N- no, I think it's like the hotel and the whole thing. I don't, I, I don't know. But, um, it's a luxury vacation that the military rigs um, Corbin Dallas to win because he's former military um, and he's the only one of his brigade left alive. And he's also the most highly decorated. <laughs> so, in order... Dude, I can't wait for the future because then Chinese restaurants will just come driving to my window. <laughs> now that's what I call takeout. Oh my god. Um, I love the- Future. Every future in cinema has always been bleak, dark, and 
Blade Runner. Like this is bright, colorful, and downright pleasant to be in. No, you know what I want? I want from Spy Kids where they have the packs that you microwave and it's McDonald's. I'm just okay. Listen, Lilu had whatever that was in that little pepper shaker and I'm made just, that whole chicken with and, vegetables with an instinct. Got, That's what I want. You can keep that credit card McDonald's thing that Spy Kids has. She literally goes, That's what I want. That ma- that part made me laugh where she's like, Chicken. She's been for hundreds of years. Of course she's starving. Right. Um, but along with this, um, this trip that you win, you are on a radio talk show with Ruby Rod. <laughs> I think radio is actually going to be still a thing. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. It's all about the podcast. That's radio. Damn it. Idiot. Damn it. <laughs> um, so here we get introduced when they, um, oh no, I'm sorry. We haven't been really introduced to Ruby Rod yet. <laughs> no, Corbin shoves the perverted general in his fridge and leaves him there for death. I say, I'm pretty sure they're dead. Also, again, Lilu gets topless. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I've always wanted to say, yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's French. It, that's what they do. But it's not, like, gratuitous. I mean, but, like, why? He's <laughs> uh, French. It could have been worse. I guess. Um, but Lilu and the, and Bilbo show up at, um, Dallas's apartment and the priest, like, even after helping him, the priest, like, knocks him out, steals his tickets, and just runs away. Like, dude. Because he's very bad at his job. What? He already knows he has to save the world. So it's like, um, you got the hots for her, right? Ugh. Go. Get stones. Yeah. Uh, away with you. Away with you, exactly. Why not recruit him? Right. Like, I, that's part of what I don't understand. Why not have him there with you already? Like, he would probably help you. Well, he, he does. Uh, he does, but they didn't have to do all of that. They Let's be honest, he only accepted the mission because Lilu was going there. Yes. That is the yeah. only reason, because he had wants nothing to do with this shit. No. He just did it. He just only did it for Lilu. Because she's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I can't no, she's not. <laughs> before the Resident Evil movies, and up to that point, she was doing some decent films. Look, the actress is very pretty. I'm, like, she's probably a model, whatever. That's fine. She was a model. It, it, my point being. Um, she's very pretty. I can't stand her hair in this movie. Oh, you don't like the orange hair? I, I don't care about the color. I, th- I just hate the way it looks. Really? Yes. You're gonna piss off a bunch of Hot Topic people. I don't care if you have dyed hair, whatever color. I don't care. But if it's, like, not good, like, if it's not 
if it doesn't look nice, I don't like it. Like, it just, mm, I don't know. Something about it, I just, I don't like it. Like, it just, it looks very raggedy to me. I don't know. I've said my piece about that. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, and at least that he's so against the hair. Like I said, it's not even that it's the color. I don't care about the color. It just doesn't look good. Like, for her. Like, like the way I... It looks almost like... Let's be honest. The only one who can pull off orange hair is Haley Williams. I, I saw her recently at concert. Oh my god, she was amazing. When is she not amazing? I don't know. No, and... and, and but... I, I've said multiple times now, the color doesn't matter. Just the way that it looks, it just, it looks unclean. Like, it doesn't... Well, she, it's this alien being. She probably doesn't know proper hair care. No, probably not, but it's a movie. Like, and if they're giving her food and clothes, go make her wash her hair! <laughs> Why are we arguing, debating about hair? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so, Corbin makes his way to the airport, or whatever it is. I'm pretty sure it's an airport. It is. And, and he... um, The priest assistant, I don't remember his name. David. David. He <laughs> he basically just redirects David and takes his place. Look at David's a little punk. He is. And he go he goes to Bill and he's like, I thought he was gonna kill me. Oh my god. <laughs> um so I they don't get on the flight. Go to Egypt. Yeah. So there's like three other people on the flight who then try and pretend, oh, I'm Corbin Dallas. Well, okay, so the first one is the is the Mangalores disguised as yeah. someone that got arrested because Zorg hired the police to arrest Corbin so they can get on the flake and get the stones. Right. Then the Mangalores intercepted him, and I guess they killed the guy and took his skin or just copied know. him. I, it doesn't really explain. They don't explain how it kind of works. Yeah. But they get denied, know. and then they're going, all right, time for plan B. And they go right. jumping in the garbage. Then Zorg's second in command, or right hand man, his little lackey, tries yeah. impersonating Corbin Dallas. Doesn't work. Mm hmm. And so he like starts. And now going, finally we get introduced to, to Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Oh, Chris Tucker. You know, I've seen pictures of him in these costumes and I never knew what it was from. I honestly thought it was from Zoolander. It does kind of look like something that would fit in Zoolander. This is the point of the film. You're either in, you either are really already into it, or you're just like, I don't know, I don't know. This is where the por- this is the portion of the film where people are like, nope, or say, oh my god, break your opinion of it, or you just go, oh my fucking god, what is this? And that's kind of what I did, but I ended up loving Chris Tucker in this. His performance is a mixture of Prince and Jim Carrey from Batman Forever. It's so funny. It's actually funny because I didn't want Prince to do this part. But Prince is like, no. 
what i oh my god i wish he did like i love chris tucker in this but could you just imagine prince like i it would be unbelievable you have to purify yourselves in the waters of make lake minnetonka corbin my god <laughs> my god this is um, what it sounds like when doves cry lilu Wear this raspberry beret. <laughs> Let's run the play. Computer blue. Oh my god. Darling Nikki. Ow. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so Ruby Rod is doing part of his radio show and he introduces Corbin and of course he's kind of being like He's no. being Bruce Willis. I say he's being Bruce Willis. Um not like I don't want to say like dull and lifeless, but just kind of like flat. <laughs> yeah. Throughout the the rest of the movie, uh, Chris Tucker does this noise when he wants someone to go away. He goes. Bzz. He's auditioning I, I, for B movie. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, I think if you immerse yourself with how ridiculous chris tucker is no once that- you accept that this movie is ridiculous this doesn't really chris it doesn't bother you right like it it doesn't it's just this is the world we live in like effeminate clothing is in like, it's fine yeah which is kind of what's going on now i'm surprised like somebody hasn't started incorporating ruby rods like wardrobe into theirs give it time oh i'm sure um give it time (laughs) so they get into the plane or well they're in the plane already but they start taking off and then bilbo baggins decides that he's gonna be a stowaway Dude, I wish flights would just knock you out when you're flying that way you just wake up and you're there yeah, I, but Man, I, I don't know. Those those pods like don't look comfortable to me. Oh, absolutely, because they're like on these roller things. Right, and they're very tiny. Very claustrophobic. And Ruby Rod's just muff diving some stewardess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is. He is. He, you know exactly what he's doing. Uh-huh. So is he just like, does he go back to his little thing, or does he just stay out the whole flight? I don't know. I it's a ridiculous I'm... scene for no reason. Yeah. But you know what? Par for the course. Par for the yeah, course. Honestly. So this um this whole trip includes a concert from the the alien opera singer Plava Laguna, who has the stones. Um so Dallas is like, okay, well, we have to go and we have to talk to her. So Lilo doesn't go to the concert, but Dallas does. And um, during the concert, the Mangalores start attacking and the opera singer dies. But not before telling Dallas where the stones stones are, are, which are in her body. So how is she going to get them out? That's a good question. Was she just going to poop them out? I guess, like, just take some really powerful laxatives. (laughs) It's seen in South Park where Carmen just shits out Disneyland. 
Oh my god. Oh, here comes the Matterhorn. Oh wait, here comes the wind element. There's fire. <laughs> oh god, Earth is stuck. Wind. Wind would come out really fast. This is the worst Captain Planet remake I've ever seen. No! <laughs> Ugh. When your shit's combined, I am... The fifth element! I just thought of something really bad. I'm gonna text you because I don't want to put it on the air. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna text you it. Oh, God. Oh, don't God. mind us, audience. Mm. Um... So Dallas kills the Mangalore leader. Dude, um, he just goes on a one-man rampage. I say he really does. Like he does it. Seriously, all why was the priest so against him coming? I, he would have like. I feel like it would have taken them like twice as long, which time that they didn't have. If Dallas hadn't come along, they probably wouldn't have even gotten complete. No. They Succeeded without Corbin Dallas. No. So Zorg arrives, um, and gets. Oh, we like also forgot about the opera scene, though. What? Where it actually display displays a strong female character without it being a strong female character in modern standards. Who? Lilu. Oh. She whips the shit out of the Ma Mangalores. She does. Yes. And this is how you do girl power, power right, in my opinion. She's likable. She's not emotionless. She's not... I mean, she's supposed to be perfect, but she has to learn. Right, like, so... You, like, when you see her throughout the movie studying Earth culture. Uh-huh. She doesn't just instantly... I can just be a badass. Right, like, she has to learn first. Take notes, Hollywood. <laughs> um... So, and, sh and then once Zorg arrives, they fight, where she pretty much holds her own. Like, she holds her own. She doesn't fight Zer Zorg. He just starts shooting it up, and she goes jumping in the I air. Know. And she defends herself. She hides and gets away from him. That's what I mean. Well, she does get shot. Yeah, but she still is able to get away from him. And also, she takes damage. Yeah. Where were you on that, Disney? Star Wars? Um, so Zorg I'm still bitter. Uh, so Zorg activates a time bomb, and he leaves with a case that he thinks has the stones, but we now know, of course, it doesn't have the stones. He just starts laughing. He's like, they're not there. Yeah. So once he finds out that they're not there, he deactivate he deactivates the bomb, but a a Mangalore uh sets off his own, which destroys the hotel and kills Zorg. Good night. Good night, sweet, sweet prince. prince. And may flights of Batman sing thee to thy praise. <laughs> uh he's so ridiculous. You think he's ridiculous in this? Watch him in Sid and Nancy. In what? The movie Sid and Nancy. He played Sid Vicious. I've never seen it. I've never even heard of it. Um, but 
So Corbin Dallas, the priest, Lilu, and Ro- and Ruby Rod is um get out. Why bring Ruby Rod. Why not bring Ruby Rod? No, Ruby Rod has no business being here, but the movie decides keep him in. Because it's Chris Tucker. Well, there's no reason for Chris Tucker to be there. No, but why leave him? <laughs> he just stays. He kind of just hijacks the film. Well, I mean, they kind of need him for the end. Yeah, they do. I mean... So, the no, great... No, they don't! He doesn't like any... He doesn't start up any element. They need four people for the elements, I think. Corbin does two. The... Bilbo does the other one. David does the other one. Tucker doesn't like do activate an element. He doesn't have the matches. So he's pointless. Why is he there? I don't know. I'm not complaining that Ruby Rod's there. I'm just saying it really has no point. I say he really doesn't serve a purpose to it. He doesn't. Um. So as the great evil, the big fire ball is getting closer, um, they go to a temple and they they set up all the stones, but Lilu is now depressed. <laughs> Bummed out. She it's really been a is. hell of a day. She, so when when learning about all like the the Earth's history and everything. She was like, people suck. I'm depressed. It took her to look I'm... up. Wait, she learned the entire alphabet and whatnot. It only took her to W to figure out fighting and others and violence. Like, you missed a couple words in there if right. you're looking all this stuff up, Lilu. <laughs> so, see, but no, yeah, people suck. Yeah, people suck. Like, I'm done. Uh, it's been a hell of a day. Like, this it's whole like, film takes work. place within a day. It, it, yeah. But she's like, it's not worth it. <laughs> Done. Y'all <laughs> suck. I'm out. She gives up completely. This is bullshit, man. So, Dallas tells her that he loves her. And that's when she activates the fifth element. Yes. So I've heard people say that love is the fifth element or that she's the fifth element. What is your interpretation? I I see that as love being the fifth element. I can see it. Because she was like all depressed and shit. And then it's not until he tells her that he loves her and they kiss that it like happened. Everything happens. Yeah. So I don't know. I could, I can honestly see both sides of that debate. Yeah. Um. So the great evil is defeated without really telling us what the great evil is. Well, it just becomes another moon. Yeah, but it's like, what? Wh- was there something on it that was going to be released to the world? No, it, it, like- was, it was just probably just going to collide into Earth and make Earth go boom. Go bada boom. Big bada boom. Exactly. Big bada boom. I that's guess. always my that's that was my personal thought. Listen, this film was written by when the director was fifteen. Really? Yeah, that's when he started coming up with the idea. That's stupid. <laughs> well, this director is very problematic. Mm. 
So they go home. Lilu and, and Corbin are told, oh, you're heroes. You saved the world. And then the president wants to meet them. But they're, they're, they're making not out. not quite ready. They're, they're not, not making not out. Ready. They are not making out. Obviously not, but <laughs> I say that's what they show. We all know what they're really doing. I'm not an idiot. Oh, good. And but that's the not... end of the movie. Yeah, it just kind of, it's a simple film. We don't know what happened to Ruby Rod after this. Don't know where Bilbo is. He's off on an adventure. <laughs> I'm going. He's, He's in going, New Zealand. I'm going on an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, and that that that's the end. So, yeah. final thoughts, I guess. I I mean, I know. This is like one of your favorite movies, so I guess I will I will yeah, go into it. I love first. the film. It's it's stupid. It's fun. It's great. I guess I will I will go first. Um, I didn't have thoughts. The, what? the floor is yours. Yeah. Um. So I was I don't I really didn't know what I was expecting from this movie. Um. I say I didn't know much about it before seeing it. Like, like I didn't even know Bruce Willis was in it. Um, so I really didn't go in with any expectations. When I was first watching it, I was like, this is really stupid. <laughs> like, I, th- I thought it was very stupid. But I don't know. You kind of got to... You kind of got to let yourself watch it and let it be stupid. Because I think that's all, like, it's not, it's, I don't think it's trying to be a serious movie. No, it's not. So you kind of got to go in with the, with that mindset. It's like, this is not trying to be a serious film. Like. This is not trying to be a groundbreaking anything. Right. Right. So I think once that kind of clicked in my mind, I definitely started to enjoy it more. And I definitely like I loved Chris Tucker in this. Um, I wasn't not I wasn't a big fan of Gary Oldman in this just because I didn't like his performance that much, especially the accents like I it was not not working for me. but I mean, it's 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 something I could put on and not have to pay attention to, and it kind of just like something mindless for me. It's yeah, it's fun. It's just a fun film. Yeah. Okay, your turn. I love this film. It's so stupid. It's like Looney Tunes with romance and sci-fi. What Bruce romance? Willis? There's like two things. There's two scenes of romance. Eh. So you need. <laughs> yeah, because that's it's, a, and it's very relationship. It's French, but it's also got sort of an anime feel to it. Uh huh. Even though the director is very problematic and is probably a cuties fan. In fact, I'm pretty sure he is, since the diva when he met her and married her, she was only 15. Excuse me. 
Oh, yeah. The director and the lady who played Diva, they met when she was 12 years old. Oh, my God. And married when she was 15. That's concerning. So anyone who thinks The Professional is a good film, just be aware that guy's a pervert. That kind of kind of puts a whole twist on a professional, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> now I probably ruined that film for you, and you've probably never even seen it. Uh, <laughs> I say I don't think I have seen that. <laughs> Hopefully, the bucktooth grandma's never. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, they began one. dating when she was 15. And at 16, she gave birth to their daughter. And how old was he? He was 29 when he met her at 12. Oh, my God. And then he left her for Mila Djokovic after this. No, were you serious? (gasps) I've been holding in this whole review. That is awful. What as much as I love this film, he is a bad man. This a bad man. You're now listen, I understand man. France has its own way of doing things, but I'm an American. So and for my point of view, it's that's ewy. It's yeah. ewy. It's very ewy. Very, very ewy. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. Oh god, what the heck? No free product placements. What the heck? No free product placement. No. You want product placement? Better be paying us. I blame my phone. It's no wonder we're not sponsored. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Somebody please. Somebody please sponsor us. Sponsor us. <laughs> well, it's come to that time of the show. What have you been recently watching? I have been re-watching all the, the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings films. Uh, me too, actually. Me and my boyfriend, we actually have started listening. Uh, he's He's listened to it like six times, but um, we have started listening to the audiobook of The, of the Hobbit. I read The Hobbit. Well, that's what we're listening to. Um, but yeah, we've been slowly, we've also been slowly rewatching like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. You know what? I'll give The Hobbit films a bad rap. Personally, I really didn't care that much for The, the Hobbit book. I'm just going to say it just didn't, doesn't grab me like Lord of the Rings does. So Whoa. honestly, making The Hobbit films more like Lord of the Rings, I'm all in favor. Well, the Hobbit, the one that we're listening to, I think it's on Audible, yep. It's narrated by Andy Serkis. Okay, that's awesome. I say it's awesome. And uh, he he does, like, Gollum's in the book, and he does the Gollum voice, and it's amazing. Well, when isn't Andy Serkis doing Gollum amazing? I know, but still, like, he he has, he actually has a very nice voice to listen to. And it's on so, Spotify? Um, Audible. Oh, okay, damn. I think you can get, like, a free trial for Audible. I may do that. Maybe Audible, you would get more readers if you sponsored us. 
We work cheap. We're cheap. We don't. We're cheap. We, we, we don't need much. I say we don't need much. Just sponsor us, please. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> this um, podcast was brought to you by Fair Oaks Drive-In. Yeah, okay, we can sponsor <laughs> that one. Wellington Movies in Wellington, Florida. <laughs> yeah, right. You would think we'd be sponsored by them. South Bay Cinemas in South Bay, um, or not? Is it in? No, it's in. Uh, is it in Babylon? I don't know. South Bay Cinemas in. You know, you're, we're giving them great reasons to, to give us the sponsorship. We don't even know where South Bay is. <laughs> well, we know where Wellington. <laughs> we know where Wellington is. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what else? I've what else? Um. I think that's all I have. I've. Oh my gosh, HBO Max or Max, I guess now they have diners, drive-ins, and dives from like the first season. So I've been watching that. Just the first season? Well, no, I think they have more. I love I that show. Or I me, did. Is it still going? Is I he still doing so. it? I think so. But I, I'm not 100% sure. I've also been watching Hell's Kitchen. Uh, I've heard Kitchen Nightmares and MasterChef. I think he's coming back with Kitchen Nightmares. Really? I think so. Oh, I hope so. Oh my gosh. Amy's Bakery episode. Oh, we don't talk about that. Oh. Uh, but anyway, um, if you like the show, give us a follow. Other than that, um, send us an email at fromtheshelfpod at yahoo.com. That's our email, right? That is our email. It's listed in the description. Yes, listed in the description. Um, give us any movie suggestions, and let's talk about what we are going to review next week. I believe it is my choice. Um, I am going to give you... Totally wait. What? The movie Can't Hardly Wait. What can I hardly wait for? The movie. What's the film? Can't Hardly Wait. I will wait. I would like to not (laughs) wait until you tell me the title. That's the title. What's the title? Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, look it up. (laughs) I... It's got uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, uh, Peter Facinelli, Seth Seth Green. No, Seth Green. Yeah, it's Seth Green's in it. Okay, as I always, I feel like I always get his name wrong. Yep, Seth Green. Um, I forgot the main guy's name. Everyone does. What's his name? Isn't he in Better Off Dead? What's his what? name? Better off. No, I don't think he's in that. Oh, that's not him. Sorry. Uh, Ethan Embry. Oh, he's on. Um, 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 he's in Grace he and Frankie. That- he's in the show Grace and Frankie. He was also in that thing you do. Yeah. That'd be a good but- one to do in the future. <laughs> but stay tuned for the next episode. Uh, we're going to be traveling soon, so we got to figure out. Um, when we're going to record next um, but we will be back with you as soon as we can yeah. And, do yeah. we want to talk about what we're going to be doing when we go when we're traveling 
Um, sure. So both of us, um, I've already done this, but um, both of us are going to be guests on the Bucktooth Gremlins podcast. Um, we're each going to have separate episodes. They're going to be released separately. Um, I'm getting another episode. If you haven't, if you haven't listened to my episode over on the Bucktooth Gremlins podcast, go ahead and give it a listen. Um, and Anthony is going to have his first episode with them. Yes. So stay tuned for that. That'll be coming very soon, probably end of this month, maybe beginning of July. Um, and that's it, you guys. You have a good night, and we'll talk to you later. Well, before we go, I actually want to give a shout-out. I want to actually start giving some other people's shows shout-outs. Yeah. The first one I would like to do is one of my favorite YouTubers. I would like to give a shout-out to Justin Scard. He does travel vlogs. He goes to Disney World, Disneyland, Disneyland Paris. And just goes around the America and just has fun, has shenanigans. You say he's just a, he's like a travel vlogger, yeah, kind of like Mr. Morrow or Tim Tracker. Gotcha. So go check out the Justin Scard of Random Land Random. on YouTube. Okay, very good. Anybody else? Nope. I'll just do. I'll just plug one person an episode. Okay. All right, guys. We'll. We will talk to you later, and you have a great, great rest of your week, weekend, whatever it may be that you're listening on, on what day. Have a good one. Goodbye. Bye. Ba-da-boom. Big. Big ba-da-boom. Big. Ba-da-big-boom. Big yeah. boom. Yeah, big bada boom. Bada boom. <laughs> big ba- boom, big bada boom. <laughs> <laughs>